1: stop wasting money on things you don't use cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com that's rocketmoney.com slash rocketmoney.com wondery i'm angry i'm sad i mean it's completely just derailed a lot
2: of hope tonight fertility treatment showdown we foster the culture of life and protect the sanctity of life. The nationwide implications as Alabama's largest hospital system says it's pausing IVF following a landmark ruling from the state Supreme Court. Doctors now have to question everything they do. The CBS Evening News starts now. Good evening. I'm Nora O'Donnell, and thank you for being with us. We want to begin tonight with shockwaves being felt in the world of reproductive health care following a bombshell IVF ruling by Alabama's Supreme Court. In Friday's unprecedented decision, the all-Republican court ruled that frozen embryos are the legal equivalent of children. Now, Alabama's largest hospital is pausing all in vitro fertilization treatments as health care providers across the state and the country evaluate what this means. The ruling could have a devastating effect for people who desperately want to have children in a state that already has one of the nation's strictest abortion laws. The decision may also make the already expensive costs of infertility skyrocket because of rising liability costs. To understand the possible impact, look at these numbers from the CDC. Nearly 100,000 babies were born in the U.S. in 2021 using IVF treatments. That's more than 2% of all births. CBS's Meg Oliver speaks tonight to a woman who has spent years and thousands of dollars trying to get pregnant.
1: I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm just a whole slew of things.
3: 34-year-old Jasmine York turned to IVF to get pregnant, but now her dream of having another child has come to a sudden halt. Is IVF your last hope to have a baby? Yes, there is no other way. This morning, York got a phone call from her fertility doctor at the University of Alabama with the news. The hospital system is pausing all IVF treatments while it takes a closer look at the state Supreme Court's ruling that frozen embryos are considered people. In a statement to CBS News, the University of Alabama says it is saddened, but we must evaluate the potential that our patients and our physicians could be prosecuted criminally or face punitive damages for following the standard of care for IVF treatments. It is disturbing and ironic that the judgment in this case talks about trying to promote families and help people, and yet they are doing exactly the opposite. The Alabama court's ruling could also have a chilling effect nationwide. How can we help our patients if we are going to be threatened with jail time or fines or crimes uh, for just doing our best to take care of our patients? Like Alabama fertility doctor Mamie McLean. Ultimately, we're worried that there's going to be fewer babies born in Alabama because of this ruling. But tonight, Alabama IVF patients are left in limbo. How scared are you for the
1: future right now? I am scared, um, but I do have hope still that this can get turned around and things can be made right.
3: Tonight, the University of Alabama told us it doesn't know how long IVF is on hold, leaving many women wondering if they'll be able
2: to have a baby. Nora. So many people scared about this. Meg Oliver, thank you. Back here in Washington, fallout on Capitol Hill after a former FBI informant was charged with lying about President Biden and his son Hunter's ties to a Ukrainian energy company. House Republicans have used the now indicted informant as one of their main sources in the investigations of the president and his family. CBS's Scott McFarland reports from Capitol Hill that the president's brother, James Biden, testified behind closed doors today as part of the Republicans impeachment probe.
4: The president's younger brother, James, arrived ahead of his interview with congressional investigators as Republicans tried to salvage their impeachment inquiry into President Biden. No second thoughts about this?
5: No, no, because because there's other corroborating evidence with other other links to, to the president.
4: James Biden told the panel the president had no role in his business ventures, saying, I never asked my brother to take any official action on behalf of me or anyone else. But even before the interview began, the Republican probe suffered a major blow. Longtime FBI informant Alexander Smirnov, seen here covered in a scarf, hat, and sunglasses, has been charged with providing false information about President Biden and his son Hunter, some of it allegedly coming from Russian intelligence officials. Republicans had championed the evidence he presented. Even a trusted FBI informant has alleged a bribe to the Biden family. That claim from Smirnov that Hunter Biden and his father sought from Burisma, a Ukrainian energy firm, $5 million in bribes, prosecutors now say it was a lie. Republicans today struggled to answer questions about Smirnov's indictment. All I'm saying is you gotta ask the FBI about that. He he may in fact have given false I don't know. Prosecutors argue Smirnov, a dual U.S.-Israeli citizen with more than $6 million in his bank account, is a flight risk who's actively peddling new lies that could impact the election given that he had contact with Russian intelligence officials this past November. Democrats say the Republicans' impeachment probe is forever
0: tarnished. Any further investigation of this impeachment inquiry is now a witting accomplice to Russian intelligence.
4: The same congressional investigators questioned Hunter Biden next Wednesday about his business dealings. As for Alexander Smirnov, He's not yet entered a plea in his case, but, Nora, a judge has released him under restrictions pending trial.
2: Scott McFarlane on the Hill for us tonight. Thank you. President Biden is slamming GOP frontrunner Donald Trump for refusing to criticize Russia's Vladimir Putin following the death of Alexei Navalny. The former president instead compared Navalny's death to his own legal troubles. CBS's Nancy Cordes is traveling with the president in Los Angeles.
5: Why does Trump always blame America?
6: A suspicious death in Russia is now a U.S. election issue after former President Donald Trump equated last week's demise of a famed opposition leader to his recent fine for business fraud. A A
0: form of Navalny, it is a form of uh, communism or fascism.
6: At a town hall in South Carolina, Trump called Alexei Navalny's death in an arctic penal colony a quote sad situation but declined once again to blame Russia's president.
5: Putin is responsible for Navalny's death. Why can't Trump just say that? Putin's responsible.
6: The Biden administration is finalizing what it describes as major sanctions to punish Putin. Today, the Treasury Department's top sanctions official met with allies in Europe to coordinate on the new economic measures that are timed to mark the two-year anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine.
0: We are always looking at, at uh, additional ways that we can uh, choke off the Russian war machine, that we can deny the Russian uh, military industrial complex uh, components that it needs to use to
7: fund its war effort.
6: <laughs> And yet that war effort rages on. The White House is intensifying its attacks on House Republicans for failing to approve another aid package for Ukraine. The embattled nation is running low on ammunition, forcing it to withdraw this week from a strategic city on the front lines. 30, 30. Between that setback and Navalny's death, pressure is mounting on Republican House Speaker Mike Johnson to buck a vocal minority in his party and bring the Ukraine aid up for a vote as soon as Congress returns from a two-week recess. Nora.
2: We'll be watching. Nancy Cordes, thank you so much. Now to a tragic story out of Florida. A seven-year-old girl has died after a hole she was digging on a beach north of Miami collapsed on top of her and her nine-year-old brother. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas has the heartbreaking details.
1: There is a
3: little girl buried under the sand and they have not robbed to her yet.
8: Digging with their bare hands, bystanders rushed to try to rescue a little girl buried after the hole in the sand she was playing in collapsed. Christina Bleckinger was there and tried to help.
2: It was horrifying. My husband grabbed a bucket and I started helping. The boy, you can see his head. And even that took a long time to get out. He was like stuck under the sand and you could see him, the girl we couldn't see.
8: The child, identified as seven-year-old Sloane Mattingly, was playing with her nine-year-old brother on Tuesday at the beach in Lauderdale-by-the-Sea. Her family was visiting from Indiana.
2: They were just together as a family, digging a hole to have fun in.
8: The children were rushed to the hospital where the girl was pronounced dead. I do get the sense that this is the kind of thing that literally in a second it can happen sand again is
0: not going to stay in a stable manner at any time it's constantly moving just just really just like the ocean is but when this falls in on you, um, there's no escaping it. It's, it's very similar to an avalanche on
8: the ski slopes where you're not going to be able to escape this once you're in there. Experts warn beachgoers not to dig deep holes in the sand. But if you do, fill it before leaving and do not dig a hole deeper than your knees. This is one, one bit of danger that you don't need to put yourself in. Though rare, these accidents do happen. In 2022, there were two similar deaths in other states in just one month. Tonight, the 9-year-old boy who survived this accident is now out of the hospital. Nora.
2: Many Bohorkas, thank you. TONIGHT, THERE ARE GROWING CONCERNS THAT VLADIMIR PUTIN'S INVASION OF UKRAINE LAUNCHED TWO YEARS AGO COULD SPILL OVER INTO NATO TERRITORY. CBS'S CHARLIE Daggett REPORTS TONIGHT FROM NORTHEAST POLAND, WHERE THERE ARE NOW MORE THAN 10,000 U.S. TROOPS STATIONED NEAR THE UKRAINIAN BORDER.
9: U.S. LIVE FIRE EXERCISES IN POLAND TODAY NEAR RUSSIAN TERRITORY. AN ADVERSARY HAS CROSSED ONTO THIS STRIP OF NATO-CONTROLLED SOIL. U.S. soldiers from the 3rd Infantry Division in Georgia are the first line of defense. This exercise isn't just about making sure that individual soldiers are ready for combat, but the military itself is ready in case there's an incursion from a regional enemy. And while no one here will name that regional enemy, there's a good reason they're wargaming an invasion right here and right now. To military planners, the Savaki gap is NATO's Achilles heel. Just 40 miles separates the Russian enclave of Kaliningrad and Putin-allied Belarus. If the Kremlin launched an incursion here, it would cut off the Baltic states from other NATO countries. But this training could be in jeopardy. With funding for Ukraine stalled in Congress, critical U.S. Army exercises for both American and Ukrainian forces, including supplying those forces, is at risk of screeching to a halt. Spokesman for the U.S. Army, Africa and Europe, Colonel Martin O'Donnell.
6: We are running out of money. Um,
9: We've got enough funds right now. Uh, If nothing, if nothing changes, we expect to run out of money uh, before summertime, if Be- nothing changes. Before summertime? Before summertime. And what happens then?
6: Um,
0: don't really want to think about it. Uh, both in terms of you know, what we do on the two continents and both in terms of support for Ukraine.
9: It's the first time a senior U.S. Army official has gone on camera about the urgency of that Ukrainian funding package, Nora, telling us the lack of funds not only threatens critical supplies to Ukraine, but overall U.S. Army operations here in Europe.
2: Very important reporting, Charlie Daggett. Thank you. Back here at home, more than 150,000 borrowers had their student loans canceled today. President Biden said this afternoon he's forgiving some $1.2 billion of debt for those currently enrolled in a new repayment program. It comes as the annual tuition at a private nonprofit four-year college or university tops $41,000, and that is up 4% from just one year ago. CBS's Carter Evans takes an in-depth look at the high price of a college education.
0: I knew that college was going to be quite expensive no matter where I went. Freshman Talia
5: Day is among 1,700 students currently enrolled at Pomona College, a prestigious school with a hefty price tag. Gabrielle Starr is Pomona's president.
2: Every time
10: I wait, raise tuition, it doesn't feel good.
5: Between 1980 and 2023, the average price of college tuition, fees and room and board in the U.S. skyrocketed 155%. What would you say is the single biggest expense.
9: Single biggest expense is people.
5: Many colleges and universities now operate like small cities, and critics say that's led to administrative bloat. There are now three times as many administrators and staffers as there are teaching faculty at leading schools. Demand for degrees is also driving up costs.
3: I feel like young people have gotten the sense that in order to be a part of the American dream today, you have to have your bachelor's degree diploma hanging on the wall.
5: Economist Beth Aker says easy access to loans compounds the problem.
3: We can't just be telling people a bachelor's degree at any cost is the golden ticket. And so people are signing on the dotted line basically at whatever price it takes to get them in and through.
5: So what's the solution here?
3: If we get students and their parents to think about what am I paying here versus what am I getting? Then we really force institutions to, you know, check themselves.
5: But even at the same school, the actual cost can be different for each student.
2: We give out a lot of financial aid.
5: At Pomona, 58% of students get some sort of aid, bringing their tuition closer to $16,000 a year. But many still rely on loans that will take years to pay back. Is it worth it?
2: All of the studies show that if you graduate from college, it's worth it. It's worth it in terms of the salary that you earn, and it's worth it in terms of the other opportunities that it opens to you.
5: Carter Evans, CBS News, Claremont, California.
2: A bomb threat forces a United Airlines jet to make an emergency landing. We've got the details next. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why.
10: I thought it was an eco
3: move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster.
7: No, it's to be more
3: iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get
1: started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. It's 3 o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet pillowy dough. And get this... you know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of my mochi ice cream find my mochi ice cream at target or visit mymochi.com to locate a grocery store near you
2: tonight the fbi is investigating a bomb threat aboard a united airlines jet A flight from Newark had to make an emergency landing in Chicago this morning after a fake bomb note was found in a bathroom. Passengers had to be temporarily evacuated. And that came one day after an American Airlines flight to Chicago was forced to turn back to Albuquerque after a man had to be subdued by passengers after he allegedly tried to open the plane door mid-flight. Several days of heavy rain triggered landslides today in Southern California. A stretch of the Pacific Coast Highway was closed in both directions, along with several other roads in the Malibu area. Beverly Hills ended up with four inches of rain in five days, while more than eight inches fell in the Santa Monica Mountains. Despite recent price cuts, many Americans are still struggling to pay for life-saving insulin. Our Health Watch report is next. An estimated 8.4 million Americans rely on insulin to treat diabetes. For seniors on Medicare, that cost is capped at $35 a month. But for everyone else, it can be far more expensive. In tonight's Health Watch, CBS's Roxana Saberi has one mother's story.
10: So
7: your blood sugar is
10: 192. 14-year-old Cassie Gray says she doesn't want diabetes to define her, but it can take a toll. I feel defeated sometimes, like it takes over my life. This is her insulin pen. For her mother, Tara, it brings an added worry. What is it like for you financially to pay for these treatments? We try to hide Some of our stress from our daughter because she already has enough on her plate. Insulin prices recently decreased as Medicare, some states and drug manufacturers moved to cap monthly costs. But not all patients qualify.
0: Exactly how much help you'll get uh, could depend on the drug itself, on your insurance, how big your deductible is, uh, and in some cases even on your income.
10: Tara says she was shocked when her private insurance company sent her this letter in 2022, stating that one form of insulin Cassie needs was no longer covered. It was not medically necessary. Not medically necessary. That's what the letter said.
4: I think I just sat there like
10: (laughs) not medically necessary. This is her air. But families on the Facebook group that she runs for diabetes patients gave her a tip. She could download a coupon to lower the monthly price from $600 to $99. My worry for the future of coupons uh, would be that they go away. The three top insulin manufacturers told CBS News they have several programs to lower the costs of the drug. Eli Lilly says it supports bipartisan federal legislation capping prices at $35 for everyone. So does Tara. Every insulin should have a cap. Then she'd know Cassie could always afford the life-saving medicine she'll need. Roxana Saberry, CBS News, Mechanicsville, Virginia. I do, yeah.
2: Heart of America is next with a heartwarming story about an incredible family reunion months after the devastating Maui wildfires.
1: It's harder to focus than ever these days. Thankfully, C4 has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. Containing 200 milligram of natural caffeine,
2: Finally, tonight's Heart of America. Meet Mahina. She was missing for months after wildfires ravaged her family's home in Hawaii last year. Her owners eventually gave up hope of finding her after they moved thousands of miles away to Montana. The three-year-old cat survived in the burn zone for 100 days before she was rescued by the heroes at the Maui Humane Society. Last week, Mahina was reunited with her family. The nonprofit covered the cost to fly her all the way to the mainland, and her owner had this message for Mahina's rescuers.
1: Thank you so much. Not even just for my kitty, but for all the other animals out there that they have rescued from this fire, just reuniting families and bringing hope. It's a beautiful thing.
2: As the Maui Humane Society puts it, it takes a village and that story of community is tonight's heart of America. I love this story. Meow and forever. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night.